0: welcome to another episode of mac and joe talk on a podcast hello everyone thanks for joining us for our first regularly scheduled podcast of 2022 late but worth the wait as the saying goes we appreciate everyone uh listening it is
1: Tuesday, January 11th. We are 11 days past the new year. Um, so yes, thank you everybody who was, who was patiently waiting for us. Uh, uh, however few of you there are, all the loyalists, if we're near and far. We hope you were enjoying the new year. Um, we hope you had a nice holiday. Um, we got uh, a lot of stuff to get through, but I it would be kind of remiss Um, at least for me, um, if I did not, uh, mention a few things, um, as we turn, as we turn the calendar year, um, it has not been without a bit of sadness, um, that we do say, that we do turn to the new year, um, with the passing of a handful of, um, Good actors and actresses, as well as a a a a sports icon. So I just wanted to mention that a few a few names to people of people um, who we lost to our great talents, as well as you know household American icons. Um, The first being on we lost late December um, on my mom's birthday. In fact, twelve twenty eight. The great John Madden passed away, um, football icon, uh, anybody who is a football fan knows the name John Madden, uh, although, uh, you know, I imagine many of the, the people who were younger than us who didn't listen to his broadcast growing up um, are probably not familiar with him and his iconic, uh, you know, diagrams and, you know... Little explanations and just his, his 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 great uh you know positivity about the game did you happen to catch that special? I do want to watch it because I didn't catch it live on like Fox or whatever, but there's like it's like a you know like a, not a documentary but like a little like ode to John Madden. It was like a few days before he passed it came out
0: you did did you hear about this or no, no. You're not a John Madden fan. I mean, there's an ESPN Plus thing that they're they're putting on now about John Madden and the impact he has. Okay. I well, haven't seen it yet. But it's, um, he's,
1: it, is it, anyway, I didn't know if you had seen that special. Um, it's supposed to be on streaming in a few days, um, so I just wanted to mention that. And then on New Year's Eve, uh, we lost at the ripe old age. I believe it was 99, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just shy of her 100th birthday, we lost Betty White um, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the Golden Girls. I know a lot of people that are, um, it was never really something I was exposed to, but I, it's certainly one of the classic shows, um, definitely a mainstay in terms of, you know, personality appearances. Again, just one of the beloved American icons, Betty White. So, um, she passed away just before the new year, um, I also wanted to mention, I didn't realize this 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 great actor passed away. I, I had seen a few movies he was in, um, but I know he had a significant impact on the acting industry. And that was on January 6th, um, a few days ago, we lost Sidney Poitier. Um, I had seen a few of his movies, um, one when I was a really young kid um called Lilies of the Field I believe it's called it was a uh, it was one where he got an academy award or some some sort of award for one of his well-known one of his more well-known roles um I only saw it because it has like a religious un- undertone it's like about a guy who builds a church and you know my dad had it and you know it was kind of it's 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 pro uh, religion so it's you know it has that theme to it Anyway, I just remember it being. It makes me want to watch it again because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But I remember, I really, really liked it as a kid. Um, you know, just a great. I, 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 you know, I know he had a real, a big impact on you know the acting industry. Um, and then, you know, just wanted to mention that. And then, lastly, most recently, a few days ago, we lost America's Dad on uh, January 9th. The Bob Saget died at the age of 65. Um, I know him from a few things. One, obviously, most notably being, uh, two things, actually, uh, being, uh, oh, my God, Full House, excuse me, Full House, as well as America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, There was a few iterations of that show. I don't know if it's still on now, but. It's obviously not hosted by him, but he was kind of the mainstay of that. You know, in the in the '90s, early '90s, you couldn't, you know, anybody who watched TV knew who Bob Saget was. Um, little known fact that I was not aware until you know my friends turned me on to it. He was he was a very funny comedian, and he was, he cussed like a sailor. Apparently, he was a, he was he he did not shy away. From the four-letter words, um, which was a surprise to me because his I did stand up. Is yeah, like his stand up different. is completely full of you know four-letter right. words, and you know it's just funny because I never you know watching Full House growing up and America's Funniest Home Videos, you wouldn't you wouldn't you know again just as a kid, you don't associate him with being like a guy who would swear a lot. But then I remember a movie came out. Um, I I watched bits of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. But you may not remember this movie, but there was a movie came out. It was kind of a documentary about penguins called March of the Penguins. And it was narrated by Morgan Freeman, I believe. Well, they there was kind of a uh, a, uh, a satire movie, like a mocking movie that came out about it later called Farce of the Penguins. Anyway, he was one of the voices in it. It was like a whole bunch of comedians. And it was just one of the times, I think, where he was in a movie or at least voiced a character where he was like... <laughs> you know, he was more colorful and, you know, like I said, he, 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 you know, he was using more profanity in that role. Um, that was kind of my first exposure to him, like, you know, being colorful. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, just a real stark contrast. I know he was kind of in the Fuller House reboot. I didn't watch that, but, um, yeah, uh, just, it would be, like I said, it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention those people, um, sports fans, you know, American pop culture, just wanted to plug those, like I said, not my intent to start off the pod with a sad note, but just wanted to mention those names as they are, you know, a lot of those are popular names in American culture and are near and dear to my heart. So
0: yeah, Um, go ahead and get started on the general update. Sure. Uh, Morbius has been delayed to April from January. Uh, it's the seventh time Morbius has been delayed again. This is a film that could have possibly been released all the way in twenty twenty. Um, even with the so, so even, just, so just to
1: make sure, because I really had to do like a double take. Yes, like this is the
0: seventh time. Yes, seven, not second, seven. That's not a typo. Seven. Yes, they've announced right. this is the seventh time they've announced a new date change. Again, it could have been all the way in spring of twenty twenty. Um. Even with the success of Spider-Man No Way Home, Sony has decided it's not the right time for the film. Um, so it is what it is. I will be honest, yeah. not
1: to die, not mm-hmm. to talk at length about this, but I was kind of interested in seeing this movie. But well, we have, see it just having later. it be delayed and... I don't know why but it seems significant and it seems pretty significant to me that it has been delayed seven times. And I wasn't aware it was delayed that many times, but that does not give me confidence that it is going to be good. I don't think they're so reshooting so because though. so because I'm not I'm not saying that. But to me that does not that 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 makes me very wary um so I'm I'm, I'm really – I might not see it now because it's, it's – and it's not because I think they're going to do anything different to it but because if you're kind of looking for the opportune time to like drop this when there's like nothing or whatever, maybe you think it's a big budget film. I don't know what Sony thinks but I'm just saying like January seemed like a good spot and I don't know what the thought process was. And if you keep delaying it seven times, like what are you looking for at this point? Like I don't – understand what the are they again I'm not going to go into their minds but what are you looking for a good are you looking
0: for the most obvious answer is COVID cases are rising we're not going we're not a political show so that's why they're I delaying it again. I understand that, but it, Sony's biggest problem is that they don't have their own streaming service, so they can't dump it on their own streaming service. Okay, that set. makes sense. So, I, I did not; I
1: was not aware of that. Right? Just, they
0: they could go straight to PVOD, but then they're cutting their losses. kind of out okay, there. That makes um, sense. COVID cases are on the rise. They're not one of the ones so, that got
1: eaten up by some other company, right? Okay. So,
0: I mean, Sony has to make a choice. I see. If January is just simply people aren't going to go, it's not Spider Man. I get it, it's in that world, but it's not Spider-Man. It's not an ultimate draw, so if they feel like they get a better chance in April, then maybe they'll get a better chance in April. Uh, The Batman has released a new trailer for Bat. It's a special trailer called Bat and the Cat. Uh, Batman is still scheduled to be released in March. We'll see how that goes with Warner Brothers. Um, My guess is I wouldn't be surprised if the film gets moved, Um, but who knows. Uh, anything in the trailer that stood out for you, Joe? I'm excited for it. I hope It doesn't get delayed. I want to see it.
1: It yeah. looks great. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm 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 still not sold on the Batmobile, but it sure. looks like like literally like a muscle car. Like yeah. I, it uh, looks odd to me, but I guess that's what they're that's kind of the type of Batman they're going for. Right. Um, I'm really excited, not so much to see Colin Farrell, although I do like Colin Farrell. I am more excited to see Paul Dano as as the Riddler. That looks really cool, and it looks like he's almost as creepy as like any Joker. Like maybe not as obviously not the Heath Ledger Joker, but he looks like he could entice me. He gets me excited watching this last trailer where he is much more in the trailer. It right. wasn't much with Paul Dano in the other trailers at all. So I was I was not I could care not that I could care less about the Catwoman thing, but that doesn't, that doesn't interest me nearly as much as seeing Paul Dano's kind of creepy character. Like, what is he going to do? Is he like, like I said,
0: is he like a Joker character? He seems like he is. It's going to be more of a thinker villain, right? He's not going to be, he's not going to be in the streets kind of doing his. his No, he's not a muscle guy. And that's
1: what makes, that's what I think makes it look cool to me. I like those kind of characters. Anyway, we'll see. Um, Uh, Josh Hartnett, uh, Florence Pugh, and Rami Malek are joining Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which is going to start filming, I believe, next year, 2023. Um, These three joined, it seems like a packed cast so far, of Emily Blunt, Cillian Murphy, who is obviously a Nolan mainstay, and Matt Damon. Um, An RDJ. And yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Sorry, I meant to write that down. Robert Downey Jr. Um, packed cast. Um, I am hoping that this is not too many superstars in this film. Um, Josh Hartnett does not move the needle for me, nor does Florence Pugh. Rami Malek does. Um, Emily Blunt will be interesting. I don't, you know, again, I don't know, you know, I like her and all her roles that I've seen her in. Uh, Again, I don't know who any of these characters are going to play. I don't know anything about it. Like I said, Josh Hartnett doesn't move the needle for me, but,
0: the other ones kind of do. We'll have to see. Josh Hartnett replaces, um, reportedly replaces Harry Styles in the cast. Harry Styles has dropped out, um, so Josh Hartnett. So he's moving on to Marvel, bigger and better, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a scheduling thing or not, but again, um, Harry Styles was Nolan's first choice. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Pixar's Red is going to debut exclusively on Disney Plus in March. So that is another film that is skipping theaters altogether in the spring. Um, we'll see if this is a trend. Obviously, Morbius. Um, it's the third Pixar film in a row to go straight to Disney+, not even to get any PVOD or anything, uh, following Soul, uh, and Soul in 2020 and Luca in 2021. Um, I mean, uh, Disney+, is a service I have, so I'll check out Red, but um, yeah, third film in a row. I always
1: get this mixed up, but yep. was, was Encanto DreamWorks?
0: Uh, Encanto was just Disney animation.
1: It wasn't Pixar. It wasn't Pixar. I always get those.
0: Yeah. It's all, it's all it, the same.
1: And honestly, yeah. it looks very, very
0: similar. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: All right, we are going to, Mac is going to enjoy these next two, or next three, I sh- or next two, two out of the next three uh Things we're going to talk Let's about. Do the
0: Golden Globes real quick. Okay,
1: fine. Do the Golden Globes. That's fine. Is <laughs> this is, this is a recap of yeah. the awards?
0: Yes. I'll just do it real quick. Uh, interesting to hear Joe's reaction. I have no idea. I
1: remember what we chose. I really That's okay. Don't know. Um, I, I would imagine that it's probably uh, Ted Lasso. I think you did pretty good, Joe. And, actually, uh,
0: The Crown. If it's still on. Best drama film: The Power of the Dog. Uh, okay, best okay. actress drama: Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos. Oh, really? Best actor drama: Will Smith. King Richard. That's best Wait, comedy. What? Best actor drama. Will Smith. King what Richard. What were
1: the other op- Other the options?
0: Like Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. Ooh, uh, I know that. I mean, I didn't write them all down, but really? we went through. But, but yeah, yeah, Will Smith one.
1: Okay. All right. I think
0: sure, I I picked sure, him. Sure. Um, best sure. comedy or musical film, uh, West Side Story. Best actress in a comedy oh, or musical. Sorry,
1: you say Golden Globes. I'm thinking. Yes. I don't know what you're thinking. I guess I'm mixed up. With the Golden Glenn. Globes are the, are the movie awards. It's not TV.
0: Yeah, TV and film. There are some TVs as well. Okay. I guess uh, best Actress start. in a Musical or Comedy, uh, Rachel Zegler, West Side Story. Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, best Animated Feature, Encanto. Best Supporting Actress, um, Drama, Musical or Comedy, doesn't matter. Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Best supporting actor in either category, uh, Cody Smith McVie in *Power of the Dog*. Director, best director, Jane Champion, *Power of the Dog*. Best screenplay, Kenneth Branagh, *Belfast*. Joe Ooh. will like this. Best score, you liked that. You liked did. Belfast. Uh, liked Kenneth yeah, best score, Hans Zimmer for *Dune*. Nice. Best TV I li- drama. Oh,
1: that's great. I I, I I don't know what the other options were, but that's great.
0: Best TV drama, probably East of or or uh, Succession. Succession, yeah. yeah. Uh, Best actress drama, this was a surprise, but I think it deserved one, was MJ Rodriguez for Pose. Uh, Best actor drama, Jeremy Strong, Succession. This was a big surprise. Best TV comedy.
1: Oh, I like Jeremy Strong. Wait. No, I'm thinking
0: of Mark Strong.
1: Jeremy Strong is the guy that was in uh, the... uh, He's in the Guy Ritchie movie. No, he was in The Adam McCabe, The Big Short. Wasn't he the guy in The Big
0: Short? Uh, he was in The Big Short, Isn't too. Jeremy Strong The son, like one of the sons? In Succession? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best TV comedy, uh, it was Hacks, actually. Not Ted Lasso. Not Ted Lasso. Best actress in a comedy was Gene Smart for Hacks. Uh, best actor in a comedy, Jason Sudeikis, did win for Ted Lasso. But Ted Lasso did not win the big award. Um Academy Award nominations will be coming out soon. We'll keep you guys abreast okay. of that as well. Spider-Man No Way Home box office, guys. We haven't really talked a lot about it. Uh, even with a global pandemic happening, Spider-Man No Way Home and, and what? Not being released in China. Yeah, and not being released in China Which yet. There pretty, are still a couple of markets.
1: Significant. Yeah, it noteworthy, has noteworthy thing to mention.
0: Has it been opened so in yet in Russia yet? It
1: hasn't been opened in China, which would be a huge market. It's still like at a billion dollars. Is it not?
0: It's at one and like one and a half billion dollars. It's okay, the I eighth, a eighth highest film of all time. Domestically, it's at about six hundred and seventy million dollars, which is the sixth highest domestic film of all time. The highest market underneath domestically is the UK. It's about $106 million. Again, um, it's two stars, Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch are both, uh, from the UK. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, they draw, uh, Joe mentioned it has not been released in China. Uh, it has not been released in Russia either. Um, it just got released in India last week and that obviously helps its, its numbers as well. That's a big, uh, Marvel market. There is no, uh, scheduled release date in China. Um, but of course piracy is a problem. Um,
1: we're Among going, other things, so we'll
0: see um, box office 2021. Um, I'm not just going to read it real quick. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was easily the number one uh, film in the world. Then they followed by I think, two. I think
1: you'd be interested. I, you would be. You would probably fool me on number two and number three or whatever.
0: Battle at Lake Changin and then Hi Mom. These are two and three are Chinese films. Um, can they leave it open here. No. Okay, so just... Uh, they're just worldwide. The fourth highest film in the world was No Time to Die. Uh, I believe that. $775 million, so that's still le- about half of what Spider-Man did. Mm, uh, Fast 9. No, no Dune's Doom. not even close. Get, okay. No, uh, Detective Chinatown 3 is number 6. That's a Chinese film. Number 7 is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, nice. With about okay. $500 million. Okay, that makes sense. Number 8 was Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm. Number 9 was Shang-Chi. And yeah, number was 10 cool. was Eternals. And both of those Marvel films, just like Spider-Man, did not open in China. Uh, as well. Um, you guys wanted this? I had a couple people ask oh, about this. Oh, we sure. did we sure. did do a, a Spider-Man ranking Placed in No in no small, Based in Noseball part
1: by Max. <laughs> Love of everything Spider-Man. I'd be interested to he- well, I, I know it's going to be your number one, but I'd be interested to see. You know it's it. going to be my number one. I would one? be interested to hear if your if your uh, ranking shook up much, but I doubt it. I think. I well, mean, I just had
0: to add one film to it. Exactly. Uh, I'll go first. Number nine. Sure. Number nine is the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay. Joe, would you, like to, give, would you like to would you like to alternate?
1: Are we giving reasons or what? Are we I doing?
0: mean, we've already we've already given the reasons. We've already ranked it once. So. Okay, number 9 for me is Spider-Man No Way Home. Just because you haven't seen it. Because I haven't seen it. Number 8 is Spider-Man 3. Uh, number 8 for me is also Spider-Man 3. Number 7 is The Amazing Spider-Man. Number 7 for me is Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 6 is Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 6 for me
1: is The Amazing Spider-Man
0: The First One. Number five is the original Spider-Man.
1: Number five for me is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I actually liked that one better than the
0: first Did one. Do you really? That's yeah. interesting. Because Do I you like... mind asking? Can you, mind, can you Why? You mind? Because yeah. I
1: liked having somebody die in a Marvel movie for once. And it was kind of refreshing to see... What was her name? MJ? I don't know. Uh, it was Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. Sorry. It was just kind of... I don't want to say refreshing... But it was, I mean, again, Jamie Foxx as Electro didn't sell me. But it was more like, okay, somebody actually died. Like, I I don't know. I just, I, I liked, it. I didn't mind Andrew Garfield's take on Spider-Man. There were some lines in it. Um, I liked whatever the moral or the send-off from the film. The fact that, you know, she dies and she had some, like, you know, she was reading his, he was, she was reading, he was reading her, like, diary or something and, she had written some things. I thought they. I thought that was meaningful to me. Again, I thought it was stupid having Paul Giamatti as the well right now at the end. Okay, fine. But I actually liked it better than the first one. But that's
0: just me. Okay, number, number four. four is Homecoming for me. For I me, really love Homecoming. For me, also Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three is Spider-Man No Way Home. For me, number three is the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Number two is Into the Spider Verse. I still think it's fantastic. fantastic. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Number one is Spider Man Two. Mm, that's, that's I'm actually surprised. In any event, Spider Man Two also for me. Why would you like? Why would you be surprised? Do you mind me asking why? Because I, be I really
1: thought you would. Have, well, never mind. I I I don't know. I just kind of feel like sometimes you change not change your. Opinion about things, but like you were like happy as a clam, and like I'm happy the most, most, I'm the most watching all The these most emotional, huh? The most emotional, like I can die a happy man having seen Spider-Man Far From Home. It was everything I wanted to no be. Yeah, whatever. It's not number one. That just that's, that's extremely surprises me. I still think I Spider-Man really don't 2 know that, that Spider-Man Two holds a candle to that, but that's okay. That's okay.
0: That doesn't make that. I don't understand that. Okay, but that's okay. It's your opinion. All right, we won't do rankings again, guys. Okay. January preview. Where you, where you
1: get where I, Some of I these transition
0: to that? Dates have already passed, obviously, but yes, we missed it. The first we're of the year dump Hogwarts,
1: po- Harry Potter's. 20th anniversary of Return to Hogwarts on HBO Max. This is... I don't know what this was. 20th anniversary of the first First movie. The first film. The Sorcerer's Stone was 20 years ago. Um... Yeah, I mean, I could go somewhere, but I'm not going to. But did you watch whatever you this was? Somewhere. Whatever this what was. Was it a special? Was, was
0: it like Yeah, scenes? it's it's they, they just... Did you watch this? Yeah, I did. Where I, are they now kind of thing? They brought everyone back to like the sets of Harry Potter and they did interviews and they kind of talked about the films and obviously the younger cast talked about growing up kind of basically on these films and on these sets. Um, I had just watched... All of the Harry Potter films yeah, uh, this did. year. Um, not in not in anticipation for this. I just it's been a long time I since I've seen of, it.
1: Well, I don't know the in anticipation, but you, But it worked I, out. I think it certainly um, brought
0: it to your attention. It, it worked out, and and uh, it's been a while since I've seen them. I very much uh, enjoy them. It's been even longer since I've read the books. Um, but uh, it, you know, if you like the films, um, you're certainly going to get something out of it, um, and I do think. It's obviously had a impact, a big impact on a lot of people uh, worldwide. Um, you know, this is kind of like, in a certain sense, I mean, I didn't watch it, but kind of like the Friends reunion, right? Like, it's, it's supposed to draw, it's supposed to draw viewers to HBO Max, right? It wants to wants people to get signed up for HBO Max. Um, I do think at some point, um, potentially, though, I don't want to say revive Harry Potter because I don't think those characters are going to come back. But again, they're doing Fantastic Beasts. Uh, At some point, they're going to spin off Harry Potter into an HBO Max show, um, just like they're doing with their DC properties and stuff. Again, just because streaming is the key, they need to get subscribers. Uh, And that's probably even more important than DC to them, is is the Harry Potter brand. Uh, 1-6, Joe Montana, Cool Under Pressure. This is a six-part documentary series on Peacock. Any interest in this, Joe? Not really. one 7 George Clooney's latest film, Tender Bar, starring Ben Affleck, who was nominated for a Golden Globe, Um, didn't win, but um, has uh, gotten rave reviews. It's on Amazon Prime now. It was playing in select New York City and L.A. theaters previously, Um, but it's kind of one of those independent, under-the-radar films. Um, But it's gotten good notices. But I I have not had the chance to check it out yet.
1: Oh, it's already out, yeah. It's already out. What was the name of the other guy, the kid? He played. He's in Ready Player One or whatever. We'll
0: uh, that. Miles Teller? No, not Miles Teller. Um, the guy that's in X Men. He wasn't X Men. Yeah, yeah, but, he um, was
1: Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, it'll anyway, he's me. the guy that's in. he's the, he's the kid. Yeah. I think it looks great. I yeah. might even give it a chance, or I might give it a look.
0: Yeah. It looks like a Ben might be film. Joe, new year for you, buddy. I'm proud of you. He's—it's a love-hate thing, I guess. And no, we really to, do sorry, like a lot of his stuff.
1: I, let, me re- let me rephrase that. That I am—I I It's not a love-hate. It's more like a like-hate with that guy. Like-hate.
0: I thought you were gonna say love-dislike. Hate's no, such a strong word. No, like-hate. I don't know why you hate somebody. It's it's mean. It's mean. In the one-seven. This. I'm film, sorry. I didn't mean to
1: mess up your delicate sensibilities. I am delicate. I hate. You hate Ben Affleck? I hate his performances. Let me clarify. It has nothing to do with him personally. Uh, this Although is I'm w- fi- never mind.
0: It, go ahead. Never mind. What?
1: I don't want to get talking about all this stuff. Anyway,
0: uh, the same day, the three five five, whatever this film, that stands for. Uh, film bombed on arrival, apparently yep. in the box yep. office. Yep. Um, so I, I would not. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it. Didn't have an interest in it. bombed. One okay. nine uh, Euphoria season two that was just the other night on HBO euphoria season two opener was the highest watch show that night on HBO max and HBO Max's history. Um, so single episode, okay. um, how long has HBO max been in existence? Like a year, maybe. <laughs> okay. But I mean like, <laughs> I it, it, it no beat worry. love, it beat Lovecraft County, it beat Westworld, it beat I all those other ones. That's, that's, that's no Within word. a 24 hour period, it was the highest stream show. Um, ever on that service. Um, Euphoria is, I think it's a really good show. Uh, Zendaya won the Emmy last year for her performance. Um, really kind of a, a look at uh, youth and, you know, these they're in high school, but they're not necessarily dealing with high school problems. Um, I just think it's a really good show. Uh, one, nine, The Righteous Gemstones. This comes from the Adam McKay uh, type of producing uh, story. Danny McBride, who did Eastbound and Down, is back. Uh, John Goodman plays the lead as as the father of the Gemstone family. <coughs> they're basically preachers. Um, they're televangelist preachers um, who basically make money, um, kind of preaching, um, kind of sends up of like you know Joel Austin characters and things like that. Um, it's a funny show. One thirteen in a couple days, um, HBO Max is going to premiere their first DC original show uh, in Peacemaker. Why don't you tell us where you're going to watch it, bud? (coughs) Um, I will give it a chance. I am not, um, like I mentioned in the Suicide Squad review, I thought that John Cena was probably one of the best parts of the film. But I think he was one of the best parts of the film because he was a smaller character in it. Like, his character is way over the top. Like, Peacemaker is such an outlandish, out-there character. Uh, And so in small doses in the film, especially against opposite characters... so uh,
1: So I can understand the thought process. Can you contrast or compare him briefly to Deadpool? Um, Because it sounds like you're ripping on Peacemaker because he's out there. He's maybe crude, whatever. He's a
0: douchebag. Yeah. And, okay. I don't think Deadpool's a douchebag. Like, Peacemaker's line is, his M.O. is like, peace is so important to me that I'll do whatever it is to get peace, even if I have to kill 100 people. Right? Like, it's the juxtaposition of he's not really bringing peace to the situation like that's the ironic part of his line um but we'll see i mean james gunn certainly certainly talented um so we'll see what happens there 114 another film on amazon prime hotel transylvania transformania this is the fourth film in the hotel transylvania series this will be the first without adam sandler um this was a sony film as well that should have been released in october but sony sold it to amazon um, because they didn't want to release it. <clears throat> Although it's interesting that Amazon waited until January when it feels like it was a very much um, a Halloween October film. I don't know why they delayed it. It seems weird to be releasing in January, but whatever. Uh, 114, the latest, speaking of a film that could have come out in, in October, um, the latest incarnation or the first reboot, whatever, reincarnation of a classic horror film, Scream. Does bring back some of the older characters. Courtney Cox uh, is back, but um, isn't I never saw. David Arquette. David Arquette. Um, and, uh, and
1: whatever. I don't know her uh, name. Da, 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 I don't remember her name.
0: I never saw the first scream. It was never really my thing. Uh, but I know a lot of people liked that first scream. So um, kind of people talk about it as one of the great horror films. So we'll see. 114. Ray Donovan, the movie on Showtime. This is a made-for-TV film um, continuation of the show, obviously, which ended uh, on Season 7 about a year and a half ago. Um, They didn't get to do Season 8 like they talked about. It was one of those shows that was canceled uh, in part because of of COVID, and they didn't know kind of when they were going to reshoot the next season, and it was getting costly. Um, And so eventually they came to an agreement that they would do like a made-for-TV film to kind of wrap up all the storylines. So that's what's going to happen on 114. Uh, 124, HBO's newest big-budget show is going to be more of a thinker piece, The Gilded Age. This is from Julian Fellows, who is the creator of Joe's favorite show to butcher, named Downton Abbey. Uh, So if you like Downton Abbey, my guess is you'll like this show. 128, The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. This will be a film that will be released, streamed directly onto Disney+. Plus. This is based on the character of Buck, who was introduced in the last film of the Ice... The last two films, I think it was in the last two films, of the Ice Age franchise. Uh, Simon Pegg does the voice of Buck. Which um, one is Buck? He is like the... Um, I don't think I saw it. Yeah. Was he a dog? No, he's... Um, I want to say like he's a rat of some kind, but I mean I don't know. One twenty eight, um, home team on Netflix. Happy Madison is making that. Uh, Adam Sandler's making that Happy Madison money on Netflix. Uh, just pumping out whatever he wants to pump out with his friends, I guess. Uh, it's another Happy Madison production. This stars his buddy Kevin James as real life coach Sean Payton in a fictional. Story is it a fictional story? Well, he obviously got suspended for cheating. He uh, didn't end up coach, so this is not. He didn't end up coaching his kids' pop Warner team. I, I you, I guess he could have. I I, I just doubt, don't know. I don't know. I highly doubt okay, that it's okay, following okay, okay, this story. Okay, 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 um, but uh, so it's more like a a goof. Yeah, It's more like a, a satire. Again, if you like Happy Madison Productions, you're gonna kind of like this probably because it follows that same. Trajectory, as and it humor, were.
1: And humor.
0: So that's all I have for January, Joe. We are on five stars still, right? For your yes films, sir. we've been waiting a long time for this. You, we've been putting it off. Uh, we didn't. Get we've a been chance putting to it, do off? it I've been putting what it you, off. What do you mean me to we've say? been putting
1: it off? It's not like we've been doing podcasts and we haven't been doing it. Okay. Or sorry, I should rephrase. We did do. We didn't do it like at the end of the year pod because we had a lot of other stuff to do. I wasn't putting it off like I was lamenting doing this. Anyway, okay. Uh, We left off at number 35 uh, with uh, Steven Spielberg's classic. uh, I believe it was his first directed movie, Jaws. Uh, Great movie. Incredible movie. Um, And the next three uh two of them are similar the last one 32 is vastly different than the first two um but they're all to me they're all great movies um the reason i put in this movie number 34 came out in 2008 um i think i've mentioned this movie before on as a just a recommendation um i bumped it to a five star because i cannot watch this movie and not enjoy it having seen it multiple times I can watch it again I don't watch it I won't watch it multiple tight days in a row but whenever I do sit down and watch this movie occasionally whatever once a year whatever it may be um, I still find myself laughing my head off it is it is hilarious to me at so many parts but at the same time speaking of juxtaposing it really paints a, a. It has a nice contrast between talking about a you know a guy who's kind of you know regretting his life choices or whatnot, but at the same time has some hilarious moments in this film. Um, like I said, I, I it is it is it is it would be extremely difficult for somebody to. Compel me to watch this movie and say, don't laugh. Or so, it would be difficult for me to watch this movie and say, don't laugh. Like, there are so many funny parts in this film. Speaking of Colin Farrell, he is the main star in this film. But he also stars opposite uh, Brendan Gleeson, who is a great, uh, you know, co-actor in this film. And then lastly, the last main actor is Ralph Fiennes. Who also plays a very funny role. Again, it's not meant to. I think it's meant to be funny. Um, I read. I read this description online. I don't know what this means, but I'm going to read it anyway and hope you know what this means. Um, it is. It was described as a black comedy crime film. Do you know what that means? Like dark comedy. Okay. Like
0: yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just don't know what that means. Anyway. Okay. Dark comedy. Yes, it is very much that, but it is funny at so many parts again not appropriate for kids a lot of drug usage and swearing and stuff um it is a comedy crime and drama movie it was directed it was the directorial debut of martin mcdonough who went on to do a few other films that are escaping me i wrote down at the beginning all right i You might know him. I know he directed other... He was a
0: playwright. He's done other stuff. But he did Uh, other movies. He did a
1: couple other films that are noteworthy. I don't remember. But in any event, um, the premise of the movie is kind of these two hitmen that are like, quote-unquote, hiding out in a city in Belgium, um, which is the title of this film, called In Bruges, 2008. Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and Ralph Fiennes. I have recommended that movie. It is very very funny, um, but again also serious. At many times, it has a, as you say, juxtaposed the you know morose or you know uh, sad tone of the film with just these hilarious parts. Um, I very much enjoy kind of the highs and the lows of this film very much. Um, Thirty three. Um, this is an ensemble of a great cast. Um, it came out in two thousand and six. It is also a comedy and a drama, but it is certainly not a crime movie. Um, it is more like a uh, a dis. It, the the premise of the movie is a dysfunctional family. Um, it is a, an extremely funny movie. I don't recall who directed it, but it has some great performances. They all have their all all the characters from this family have their own distinct personalities, and they they meaning like they're all different in their own way and they add just to the, again, dysfunctional part of the family. Um, great acting all around. Um, again, a young Abigail Breslin, um, Steve Carell, who's great, Greg Kinnear, very funny, Paul Dano, I, this might be one of the first films I saw him in, I don't recall. It was an earlier film. Um, Tony Collette and Alan Arkin, <laughs> Who plays kind of the grandpa? It is a super, super funny movie. Again, touching at times. Not as dark as in Bruges, but it certainly hits on, you know, some emotional parts and, you know, some real life experiences. Um, But very, very funny at times. Uh, It is called Little Miss Sunshine. Very, very funny film. Um, And then the last movie today, 32, um, it is unfortunate that the last, uh, I want to say the last taste in my mouth of this director was the awful, abysmal movie that is Cry Macho, when this movie is an awesome movie, um, one of the best, I don't want to say not, not the best war movie, but one of the most, I want to say authentic movies that I've seen that does not shy away from any sort of uncomfortable conversations about anything regarding war. Um, it is a very new, a fairly recent film. Again, I'm talking about Clint Eastwood. Um, it is based on, off of a book um, on the life of a soldier and uh, the premise of the film. It's kind of, it says as, it's, I guess, described as a post-war adjustment to like regular life, coming back from the war. I wouldn't say that that is the main part of the film. I'd say that's kind of the tail end of the film. It's more like this person in the war. Um, it has intense scenes, and intense is not does not do justice the uh, the uh, palpable suspense that you feel when you watch even just the intro. ...to the film. There's no credits at the beginning. It doesn't... It literally just throws you right into the scene. So you're literally thrown right into like this... Again, I don't want to ruin it. This this war scene, whatever it is. I know what it is. I just don't want to ruin it. Um, but it's like you can't... Your heart starts to race... ...when you watch the intro to this film. And it's not a trailer. It's the film. So it really sucks you in from the first scene. Um, it is such a great film. Um, and it stars Bradley Cooper... Um, Sienna Miller. Um, it, it's it's really fascinating to me to think about Bradley Cooper just for a second and and where how the trajectory of his career. This is a guy who probably this was not his first role, but the first role he kind of got, I want to say put on the map was in Wedding Crashers, when he plays like a complete jerk and like, you know. Like you can see the potential for his acting there because he plays the role so well, and he's going on to do other things, obviously. But um, I think he got an Academy Award for this role. I don't know. It got touted. It got it got nominated for a lot of awards. Um, But it's just funny to see that this is the same guy that was in Wedding Crashers as some minor role, like opposite Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Um, He obviously was in the Hangover films. So the only, I mean he was transitioning into more serious films like he did do American Hustle which was very good he was good in that too but this is the one that really kind of cemented him as like to me an upper echelon of one of the best actors in the you know mid 2000 you know mid 2010s, um 2014 this is American Sniper So that's 32 um and I have to say um it's going to be I I knew it would be difficult. Again, I'm getting into the top, you know, 30-ish movies. Um, next time we do this pod, it is. I I knew it was not going to be an easy task. It to, you know it was more easy to kind of sort the movies in the other categories, but this is going to be very difficult for me to kind of split hairs and find any small imperfections or details in the film that I don't like as to separate these upcoming films because they're all so good. Um, like I said, it's going to be difficult for me to separate them. I, I have a feeling like I know what the, what the top ten are, but from now until the top ten, it's, it's going to be very difficult for me to kind of split the difference between these um, upcoming films. A lot of great performances and actors and directors, um, you know, some definitely some some names of actors that will be repeated throughout the rest of the list. So there'll be a lot of common actors. Some of my favorite actors are in some of my favorite movies. Um, no surprise. So that is all for my uh, segment today. Again, I kind of want to do a little bit more deep dive of these films and you know explain why I choose what they choose, why why I say what you know why they are where they are on my list. Um, but we are going to wrap up today's podcast with Max' favorite topic, which is not my weekly segment, and that is. Theme parks. We have a lot of interesting news coming out this year um, out of theme parks, mostly Walt Disney, you know, Disney parks. Yeah. Um, we have some things coming out this year, early spring as well as summer, and then some some yet to be announced dates. So
0: go right. ahead. So we did not when we did our 2021 end of the year pod. We did not do looking to head to 2022 in theme parks. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of that now. This is 2022 in Disney parks worldwide. Uh, in March, Star, War, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is opening in Walt Disney World. That is the hotel um, experience. or experience, whatever uh, you want to call it. Um, reservations have been strong, uh, they have said, but um, there have also been some, some negative press about strong. it as well, just based strong. on price and stuff. Um, also in March, Mickey's Toontown will close in Disneyland. Um The hope is that it opens in 2023 um, with Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway. Uh, 2023 will also be the 30th um, anniversary celebration of Mickey's Toontown in Disneyland. Um, So the hope is that they can finish it within a year um, and then they can reopen it to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Toontown. Um, Also in March, Disneyland Paris is celebrating its 30th anniversary. It, of course, was not always known as Disneyland Paris. The first name was Euro Disney, uh, but then they changed the name about five years in to make it Disneyland Paris. Uh, In April, Nighttime Entertainment returns to Disneyland. Fantasmic and World of Color will return. Correct. That could change. Uh, In this uh, upcoming summer, summer 2022, Avengers Campus will open in Disneyland Paris. Um, There will be some similarities to Avengers Campus in Disney California Adventure, but there will be some as you unique experience. There, there is
1: a main ride of some kind that's going to be uh, the Quinjet, Yep. To each to each um yep. each land, Avengers campus and Disneyland right. parks around the
0: yeah. world. Uh, also the summer, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will open at Epcot in Walt Disney World. Uh, these are TBA lands. These should be 2022s, but again, the pandemic did postpone uh, some construction for certain things. Uh, frozen land uh, potentially to open in hong kong disneyland and the tron light cycle and the magic kingdom in walt disney world nothing um, overly new in universal parks that i have uh written down we've gone over most of that stuff regardless um but if of course anything changes i'll let you guys know i did want to give a big thank you to everyone um for obviously for all of 2021 um, but our end of the year 2021 pod was again one of our most downloaded and streamed pods, um, just like the last three that we've done. It's the fourth time we've, fourth time we've done that end of the year pod. Um, so thank you so much for for being a part uh, of my life. We can share little things with you guys, um, you know, an hour, a week or so. Um, I really appreciate I really appreciate Joe being a part of it as well. Um, as always. Please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We greatly appreciate everyone listening. Um, It's just two friends talking about random things that we like. So thank you so much. I'm going to send it to Joe to say goodbye. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Happy New Year.